Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Hey there, welcome once again to Growing in Grace. Mike here along with Joel. And we'll be with you for another 15 minutes of uh, just getting together, casually talking about the good news of the gospel. And it's just that. It's good news. We're glad you're with us, and uh, we would love to hear from you. We've had some great uh, responses and comments and input from people just like you, people we've never met before. And it would just be nice to know you're out there listening. Even if you just want to take 30 seconds to drop us an email and say hi, maybe tell us where you're listening from or how you found us, uh, and any comments you want to make, that's fine, too. Joel, where would they contact us at? Well, you can go to graceroots.org, and you'll find a place uh, that has uh, contact info there. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. I have uh, i don't share this a whole lot, but I've got a blog, and I, I enjoy uh, sharing some things that are on my heart. And got kind of a little community of, of bloggers going on, uh, sharing back and forth on different blogs. And so you can find out, you can find a link to that there as well, graceroots.org. Well, uh, let's continue on with what we've been talking about recently. Joel, you know, uh, I mentioned uh, last week that um, when I came to an understanding or a better understanding of God's love and and grace and the fact that we are declared righteous through Jesus Christ apart from works, when I began to understand that and heard the Grace Walk message for the first time back in the middle 90s, uh, it revolutionized my Christian life and, and my life in general. When I began to understand what love really is, and that I couldn't do anything to make God love me more or do anything bad to make him love me less. That I was positioned in Christ simply because I have believed and trusted in his death and resurrection. And, and trusting in his completed work, his finished work, instead of what I do myself. Um, once I began to understand the kind of unconditional love that he had for me, it totally changed everything that I had going on. I would literally, when this was so new and so fresh, and maybe I, I still feel like it today, but when, especially when I first discovered this unconditional love, because I didn't realize God's love was, was unconditional. I mean, I'm sure there are many other Christians out there who, who also struggled with that. But I would pull up to a, a red light or a four-way stop, and I would look at people driving past me, And I really wanted to jump out of my car, go up to their car window, and just tell them, God loves you. Now, throughout my slightly more legalistic years as a Christian, trying to establish my own identity, um, when I heard people say things like, well, God loves you, to me that was almost like a catchphrase. Yeah, okay, we know God loves me, all right. Let's move on to more important things or, or more deeper things in the word of God. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I just thought it was just, it just became a catchphrase to me. That was because I didn't really understand what love was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at a, a prayer here of, um, of Paul in Ephesians 3.19. Paul says, um, and obviously we're jumping in in the middle of a thought here, but he says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, 
that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Uh, I, I think that Paul is a person who experienced the length the width, the depth, and height of God's love that he gave us in Christ. And his prayer was for other people to also to be able to comprehend that, at least a little bit in this life. As he says, the love of Christ passes knowledge. We we can't really fully understand it here while we're in these bodies, but um, he does pray that we can be able to comprehend it, you know. And God's love is indeed amazing and wonderful. And something about what goes on in churches these days that really gets to me is that the love of God is is perhaps touched on a little bit. And like you say, maybe it's more like a catchphrase to some people. God loves you. And they say it so much, but they don't really get into what it really means. And, And we don't really focus on the love of God enough to really get people grounded and established, rooted and grounded in love, as Paul says. We don't really get it, but we don't get rooted and grounded in love. We just hear about it. You know, yeah, God loves us. Okay. Uh, let's move on uh, to the nitty-gritty things in the Christian life. What are we supposed to do? Uh, God, uh, how am I supposed to fix this problem in my life? Or God, do this, or or uh, let me do this and that, and serve people and everything else, without being established in God's love. And and I think that that's, that's a major problem in, in, in the church today, because I think unless... We are rooted and grounded in God's love. We're not really going to be empowered. We're not really going to know uh, the the truth. We're not going to be able to walk in love you know, unless we've experienced it ourselves. Well, that's really true, and I, I think that's true of almost anything. I mean, you can't give to others what you haven't received yourself. I, you know, if, if, if I haven't received an abundance of finances, Joel, I, I can't give a lot of money. If I haven't understood or, or received uh, the, the love that God has for me, his unconditional love, how can I love others unconditionally if I haven't yet understood what it's like to be loved unconditionally? Um, that just that just makes sense, and so you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. I'm, I'm looking in first. I don't even know how I ended up on this page. I discovered we were on it before we started recording. And then I started looking, and, and these these lovable verses just popped up at lovable. me here in First John, First uh, John chapter four. John says, "We have known and believed the love that God has for us." I, I thought that was an interesting phrase. We've known and believed the love that God has for us, unconditional love. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in Him. He goes on. He says this: "Love has been perfected among us in this." that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Now, that was me, Joel. And I probably haven't even come close to arriving yet. But so much of my Christian life, I, I wondered if I was doing enough and I wondered what God really thought of me. Was I was I under His umbrella of protection? Uh, would He withhold blessings from me because I wasn't doing enough of the right things or doing too many of the wrong things? And so there was this element of fear um, that I would have, depending on how high my confidence level was in in my works. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's not a good place to be for a Christian or anybody else, for that matter. Yeah, I think the message of God's love, uh, not just the message, but knowing and believing you know, the truth and, and knowing and believing God's love 
is what he desires for us more than anything else. We've got, you know, churches filled with, with uh, messages about what to do. I was just you know talking about this. What to do, how to live the Christian life, and we hardly know and understand and believe the love of God. And it's a message uh, that God has been pounding me with all throughout my life in various ways. And I remember back... And um, I uh, I don't know if I've shared this before. I might have, but I might not have on, on our program. But uh, early in my uh, serious, committed Christian life, back in, this is probably 92 or 93, 1992 or 93, I was praying with a friend. Uh, we were face-to-face, down on our knees, just kind of pr- you know praying together. And suddenly, uh, my friend, uh, his name is James, he, uh, he began crying, weeping. And he reached out and embraced me and, and, and held me really, really tight. And he said, Know ye not that I love you. Know ye not that I love you. He kept repeating that two or three times at least and, and maybe even more. And what it was, what I really believe that was, was the Spirit of God was talking to me through him. Don't you get it? Don't you know that I love you? Really wanting me to know his love. And uh, that really, you know, affected me. And then uh, many years later, back uh, maybe this is 2002 or so, uh, Steve McVeigh uh, was at our church. And uh, he kind of led us through an exercise where we would, everyone in the congregation, we closed our eyes. And and the short story is that we imagined Jesus Christ walking into the building and walking through the pews, uh, through the seats, and walking right to where we're at. And Steve asked the Lord Jesus, speak to us. You know, what do you have to say to us? And I had not thought of this exa- you know, of this thing that I just shared with you. I had not thought of that for years. And I sat there in silence. And in the silence, I heard the words, Know ye not that I love you? And it just struck me. And I began bawling because I thought, you know, here, I teach the grace of God. I teach people about his love. And here is God saying to me, Don't you know that I love you? That's out of all the things that God wants to, to people to know. I really believe that his love, his grace, is the message that God wants to get across to the world. He loves us, and it's unconditional. And there's nothing we can do to make him love us more, nothing we can do to make him love us less. It's a key component to understanding who we are in him, understanding your identity uh, in, in Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, something that you said after we had recorded uh, a week or so ago, uh, Joel, was that, uh, you know, this kind of love and, and understanding that there, there's nothing that you can add to the completed work of Christ here and that his love for you is indeed unconditional uh, and that your nature has been changed to be like his, a righteous nature, that will hopefully, as you, as you grow in this and, under, and, and grow in your understanding of it, um, that's the name of our program, Growing in Grace. Performance and behavior, good performance, good behavior, good works, uh, will be the fruit of being established in our identity, whereas most Christians, because of what we've been taught uh, in, in a more legalistic um, approach and foundation, uh, most of the time you've got well-meaning believers trying to establish their identity through their performance and behavior instead of the other way around. And, you know, I think we've both uh, kind of testified that that's been uh, our past Christian life, both you and me, that in various ways that we, we tried to 
we tried to get God to accept us by the things that we did. And uh, unless we're established in his love and grace, the uh, book of Hebrews says, it is good that the heart be established in grace. And as Paul said, his prayer was that people would be rooted and grounded in love. It's a big thing. It's it's the really the foundation of the Christian life, God's love and his grace. And it's been given to us freely through Jesus Christ. And so if we're looking to um, anything else other than Jesus Christ, if we're looking to uh, our own works to try to establish ourselves in front of God, if we're looking to our lack of performance, lack of uh, you know our failure to perform well for him, and thinking that that is keeping us from him, and we've totally missed it. Uh, just a few seconds left here, Mike. Uh, Want to wrap things up? Well, uh, without much time left, we just uh, hopefully, with what we've been talking about today, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, uh, no matter what others have even done to you, good, bad, ugly, in between, if you've declared faith in the work of Jesus Christ, you are righteous, you are holy, you are complete, you are anointed, you are forgiven. Uh, that's all a part of your identity in him. And there's nothing that you or anybody else can do to take that away or to change that. And so you can, you can uh, uh, trust in that unconditional love, trust it with confidence, even in the day of judgment, um, and just go on and, and allow God to live his life through you now, not to establish identity or to secure your eternity, but because it already is secured, it already is established. Well, thank you, Mike, and uh, thank you, everybody, for taking some time out with us this week. Check us out at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 